Hello, fellow Gritizens. Do you believe in your ability to navigate life's obstacles, but you're not always sure where to start? Well, lend me your ear, because here on Grow My Grit Podcast, we gather strength and inspiration from real people navigating real obstacles in real time with grit. I'm so grateful for the chance to connect guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit, perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles. With our individual grit compass as our guide, one of the biggest opportunities available to us is identifying the strengths we already possess and we reliably bring to challenging situations. These insights into ourselves and into others allow us to explore obstacles with renewed passion and purpose. Are you ready? Welcome everyone to Grow My Grit Podcast. I'm so grateful you've made time to listen in today. I have a phenomenal guest and I cannot wait to tell you all about her. I asked another incredible human to give me a description of this incredible guest and here it comes. Lila Rehan is Power Yoga Canada Oakville's most devoted energy exchange team member and leader. She's become a 500-hour PYC teacher before she travels to Australia this month for medical school and she's only 18. Lila is a pillar of our community who inspires growth as she continuously evolves through self-inquiry and acts of service. Known for creating beautifully positive spaces, Lila begins the next adventure with countless yogis cheering her on around the world. Welcome to Grow My Grit Podcast, Lila. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so grateful you made time for this. Now, again, I love when we get guests on to have that conversation around, can you define your G-R-I-N-T word. So for listeners who haven't heard before, I love talking about how we do hard things. Everybody has grit. That's the code word. But the legend is that there's a G-R-I-N-T word specific to each of us. Tell us about your grit. Amazing. So I define my grit as G is gratitude, R, resilience, I, introspection, and T, trust. Ooh, do you want to elaborate on any of those words in particular? Yeah, I think I chose um, them in sort of groups. So Mm. I chose gratitude and introspection together because I think they're sort of, they go hand in hand Mm. with um, you need, you need a certain level of introspection to be grateful, to practice gratitude. And I think that really helps me to do hard things, to Mm. be grateful for where I am and what I've overcome. And also to just observe my own mental and emotional state where I'm at right now Mm. and then trust and resilience go hand in hand for me because trust is sort of the overarching theme that I have for all of um, my grit words because I I've been working a lot on just trusting that things will unfold exactly how they are supposed to you know going to Australia as you mentioned it's a really big step for me and a really big journey and I'm just putting all my trust in myself. I'm believing in myself and I'm putting the trust into my journey that things will happen um, exactly as they're meant to. And I think with a certain level of trust that I have um, acquired or that I'm still practicing, I can practice being resilient because I know that everything will turn out okay. But better okay than okay. Mm. It'll turn out great. I like that distinction that it will turn out okay becomes it'll actually be better mm-hmm. than okay. And I like that trusting yourself was part of your answer. It's neat that often there's this external element. I will trust the universe. I will yeah. trust my higher power. I will trust what's to come. But I love that you 
hold in trust in yourself. Lila, thanks for explaining that your grit really seems to operate in two spaces. So your G and I fit together and then your R and your T fit together. I'm curious about how those two separate groups of words interact or don't interact. Yeah, they definitely interact. My G and I, my gratitude and introspection usually kick in first. I think I take a second, turn my senses inward and see how I'm feeling and where I'm at before I embark on something hard. And I try to be like kind to myself and say some words of gratitude just to help me get that momentum going to get into this sort of hard thing. And then the resilience and the way I practice my resilience is by just trusting Mm -hmm. myself and trusting that this hard thing, it is hard, but I will get through it. Like me moving to Australia, that's happening right now. So with me moving to Australia so soon next week, I've taken a few moments and I still am to turn my senses inward and see how I'm feeling. So that's the introspection. And then I'm super grateful for this opportunity that I am given to move to Australia. It's a once in a lifetime thing. And I don't want to, I don't want to take it lightly. I am so grateful for this opportunity and I know that it will be hard. There are going to be times when I'm going to feel lonely and that's where the trust kicks in Mm. where I have to just trust that, I chose this path for a reason and everything will be okay because I have so many people around me to support me and I am resilient and I can go through this. So I think that's sort of the order in which my grit kicks in, my GI and then my RT. That is a phenomenally detailed answer. I'm so grateful you put so much thought into that. And then shifting from your grit to your values for a little bit, you listed leadership as your top value on the grit growth guide. And I'm pretty sure you've had more leadership experience in your teens than most people have had in their whole adult lives. I'd love for you to tell listeners a little bit about your leadership initiatives at school and in the community. Of course, that's very kind. Thank you so much. I think my knack for leadership, I've always had a knack for leadership, but I think it really kicked in in my high school years. I, during the pandemic, I was really bored as Mm. one was, Mm -hmm. and I, uh, Took a, a few courses from Harvard University in the summer of 2020. They have this summer school program. So I took a public speaking course because my mom has always really um, encouraged me to work upon my public speaking skills, work upon my communication skills, because uh, she's a physician and she knows the importance of good communication. Mm-hmm. So I was like, of course, I thought it was a great idea. So I took um, the public speaking course and I owe a lot of my success in that course to my professor because he believed in me a lot. I was super nervous Mm. to do this public speaking course because I had never really done any public speaking. I'd done Model UN, but I was so nervous. I went to this conference in Montreal with my friends Mm. and I don't think I even talked once at this Mm. conference. I was so nervous. Mm. So I took this course and um, my public speaking skills drastically improved. And so I decided to take what I learned from that course that I did during the summer. It was about seven weeks. And I um, took it back to my own high school where I started a public speaking club dedicated to helping fellow students improve upon their communication skills. Uh And I ran that club for the last two years of my high school. We played games. We gave speeches. It was really good. Mm -hmm. And it was all online. So that was the course was online and then the club was online. So we meet like on Google meet Mm -hmm. after school Mm -hmm. and, but it still worked out. It still worked because I think 
again, with that grit, if you go back to grit, it's like, just trust that if there's a will, there's a way Mm -hmm. people in my course showed up and we all improved upon our public speaking skills, even though we weren't in person. And when you think of like public speaking, you usually think of it being in person, someone up on a stage, but it was still so beneficial for me, even online. And then, um, at the end of my grade 11 year, I ran a workshop for my high school based upon the book Enough As She Is by Rachel Simmons. Mm. It was this book I read. I got it, I think, for my middle school graduation, and I didn't get along to reading it until mm-hmm. grade 11. And it was about how it was intended for young adolescent women. Um, and basically, just as the title says, it was intended to show women that they are enough as they are and that they don't need to achieve everything in order to feel like something. They didn't have, they don't have to reach for unrealistic standards that society has put upon them. And um, after reading that book, I mean, I started to notice the times in my class where me and my friends would compete for who did worst on the mm. math test. Or when my, I would notice that this one girl in my class, she would always raise her hand and ask questions, but they would always start with sorry. And it was Mm. like, what are we, what can we be doing differently to change just the way we show up? And this book was so, I loved it so much. So I rallied a few of my friends (laughs) and we created this workshop. It was about an hour after the end of um, one of our school days and we brought in some guest speakers that from some universities and we um, basically shared the information I that we talked about and we learned from this book enough as she is and then we ran some activities like we did some mindfulness exercises and um, exercises to show that girls are not alone when they're going Mm -hmm. through this so I really enjoyed uh, giving that information to my community because it felt like a duty Mm -hmm. like going I went to an all-girls school And when I read that book and I was like, how can I not share this with everyone? Yeah. And um, at the end of my high school career at my graduation, I gave a speech on justice. I was nominated by my peers and I was so grateful for that. That was Mm. one of my, one of the biggest honors I've ever received. I love, I love public speaking Mm. (laughs) and I love I just am so honored. I was so honored that I was able to speak on behalf of my class. Mm-hmm. It was it was a very emotional time of my life, graduating high school. I've been there since I was eight years old. Yes. It was a like pre-K to mm-hmm. grade 12. So I started at grade three there and it was a really nice way to end off my high school career. And um, I think one of the last honorable mentions of my leadership experiences has obviously been my 500 hours worth of yoga teacher training. Mm -hmm. How could I forget? (laughs) (laughs) I did my 200 hour right after I graduated high school in uh, July, 2022. And that was the most life-changing experience I have ever been on. I was surrounded by a group of people a bit older than me. And I'd never been in a community like that. I'd always just been around people my age. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's hard to even describe. Like I just gained so much knowledge from everyone around me. And just the experience about, of being around people who are older than me, who um, could share their wisdom with me. 
even though we were going through the same program, mm-hmm. it was so beneficial. And then I started teaching yoga and then I did my 300 hour in the fall as I wasn't really doing anything. I was in, in university. I start university in February. So mm-hmm. yeah. That oh my goodness. Is um, so safe to say I do really love leadership roles. Lila, what I loved about your answer regarding all your leadership experience is that so much of what you chose to do was an act of service to the community. There are lots of different types of leadership. Some of it is driven toward displaying one's skill set and one where others decided around really just taking themselves further. But literally every example you gave from my hearing was really about service to the community. At one point you used the word duty as though it's literally you mm-hmm. are compelled to provide this information, this experience, this context, this Mm -hmm. safe space, like we heard in the introduction. So it's amazing that you continue to see opportunities that are considered leadership platforms, but at the end of the day are making yourself vulnerable Mm -hmm. in an effort to really help other people be there for other people and be more of themselves. So I love the range. And again, you have literally had more leadership experience in your teens than a lot of adults will have. So hopefully people who are feeling like I don't want to take that course or I don't want to read that book regarding your public speaking. That same resistance ended up providing a platform and content so you could create something in your own school Mm -hmm. that made a difference. So as much as we resist on occasion, the obstacle is walking into a situation or taking that difficult path and kind of seeing, well, what can I bring from here to the other people, to my community? So I'm almost an ambassador as much as I don't want to be taking this course I keep hearing things that I know will be useful. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. That's a phenomenal set of experiences. And I'm curious, we talked a bit about how your words connect, compete, cooperate, and really how you have these two distinct groupings. Mm -hmm. I'd love to know which of your grit words kicks in first when you're nervous and excited about stepping into a new leadership position. I think one of the first words, the first grit words that kick in when I'm nervous or excited about stepping into a new leadership position is trust. Trust is an overarching theme in my grit. When I approach hard things, I think trust is the first one that pops into my mind. When I took off on this public speaking course, I was petrified to say the least. Mm. I had never had any sort of public speaking experience. So I was super nervous, super nervous about being judged, super nervous about failure. But then I went through the course and it wasn't as bad as I was making it out to be. It was actually way better than Mm. I thought it was going to be. And I think there was a tipping point in the course where I was like, okay, I can actually do this. And so I think I started to believe in myself. So a lot of the trust that I have when I'm stepping into a new leadership position is trust in myself, mm-hmm. trust that I, I can do this. I am, you know, I seeked out this public speaking course for a reason. So I trust myself that I will get exactly what I need to from it. And I don't need to over effort. I don't need to under effort. I just need to show up authentically and exactly how I am. Amazing. And again, what I love about having these conversations is that what I heard a lot of you say that as much as trust is kind of the trust is your initial theme, it's the most important letter, the introspection piece keeps kicking in. Mm -hmm. So there's this neat piece where as much as I'm trusting what's happening, I also need to consider, evaluate, take on, really see what it is. Because in order to trust yourself, is that introspection really 
something you need to do intentionally or automatically, but it was neat to hear yeah. you really speak to again the the way that we the way that our grit I love these conversations because our grit really and truly ends up being this tight, tight package, whether it's a coat or whether it's a hat or whether it's a compass, there's always so many ways that yarn letters combine. So I appreciate your recognizing and speaking to the way that your I and your T also have their own little little secret little conversation. Bubble. Little bubble. Little love bubble. It. It's all a big mashup. <laughs> I love it so much. Now you've caught you've talked a few times about some of the challenges that you've essentially chosen to take on yourself. And I'm wondering when it comes to challenges by choice, mm-hmm. you've got some pretty amazing adventures ahead starting next week when you head to Australia for six years of medical <laughs> school. And which of your grit words do you think will be most important in the first few months when you're down there? Call me a broken record. But I think the most important grit word that I will be using in my first few months down under is trust. Uh, Trust in myself that I chose this journey for a reason. Trust in the journey itself that it will give me exactly what I need. And trust in the beautiful place down under with all those sunny beaches that I will get all the sunshine I want. Amazing. And it's interesting that you chose to call yourself a broken record because as much as it feels like you're saying the same thing over and over again, I see that as a valuable ability to be consistent to the words you chose. It's literally modeled that again, when I ask people to start to know their grit, it's phenomenal when you find that like, I literally do this all the time. So when there's that one time I feel out of sorts or I don't know where to start, I really just need to trust. That's my word. So I love that you think of yourself as a broken record, but I also appreciate and want to offer that you are consistent in your approach. So trust may just be that thing that Mm -hmm. always makes it okay to start. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So now, again, I love this kind of dialogue we're having where we go back and forth between grit Mm -hmm. and values. And so on the same grit growth guide, you also identified belonging, service, passion, and inner peace to round out your top five values. Yeah. And I'm curious, how did you find opportunities to experience these values mm-hmm. when school was online for two years and you couldn't be with your friends in the usual way? Yeah, such a great question. So I think belonging was one of the ones that was greatly affected mm-hmm. by the pandemic. I mean, when going to school, you didn't have as much of that community belonging effect that you that I would normally experience on a day-to-day basis. So that was really, belonging was missing from my life in the pandemic. And I think one of the ways I overcame that was by working on myself a bit more during the pandemic. Uh, One of my, I guess you could say my purpose, Mm. one of my purposes in the pandemic was to figure out what I was passionate about the pandemic fell around my 10th grade year, my 10th grade spring. So in grade 11 is when you start to think about what universities you're going to start to apply to. Mm. And that brought a little bit of stress about what universities I should apply to, what programs I should apply into. So um, I think one of the things I wanted to do for myself in the pandemic, because I couldn't be around my friends because I wasn't feeling that sort of community, I sort of turned my senses inward and tried to figure out what I was passionate about. So again, I took that public speaking course from Harvard. Mm -hmm. And along with that, I took a neuroscience course. And that was honestly one of the best courses I've ever Mm -hmm. taken. Um, 
I learned so much about the brain and I definitely became more interested in the brain Mm -hmm. after that. And I met some really, really interesting people in that course too. And I still keep in touch with a few of them even till now. So you could say that I did find somewhat of a community even doing this online course in the comfort of my own home. Mm -hmm. With service, I found, like you pointed out, opportunities, my leadership opportunities to to serve others during the pandemic through the workshop, through the public speaking course. And I think that all stemmed from starting to figure out what my passions were. And I think you can only really be of service to others authentically if you yourself are doing things that serve you. You can only like serve others if you serve yourself. So, and I think I did through finding out my passions, you know, for science, for speaking with others, for connecting with others. I think that's one of my biggest passions, connecting with others. And it was like, I just felt compelled to share the knowledge I learned from this public speaking course to my fellow peers. So I think um, passion and service were sort of intertwined during my pandemic years. Mm. And lastly, inner peace was my other value that I chose. And inner peace is a lifelong goal for Mm -hmm. mine. I don't think it's definitely not something I've achieved just yet, but it's, I think it's an ongoing practice and it has to do a lot with introspection. I think my um, introspection is a way for me to practice inner peace when things are hard. When I get, go through hard things, if I'm grateful, my G and I, they're really connected. So if I practice gratitude, if I practice introspection, I can gain a certain amount of inner peace despite going through harder things. Mm-hmm. And um, during the pandemic, I did pick up meditation a little bit here and there. And, you know, yoga has always been a really big part of my life. I think I started yoga when I was about five years old, actually. My mom put me in this little yoga camp Mm. and we would do yoga in this woman's basement and then we would go to the park. And it was a very, it was a very fun little six-year-old camp that I started. And that was my first taste of yoga. So it's, it's always been something that's in the back of my mind. And I think um, I did pick up a bit of yoga. I did some YouTube videos Mm. of yoga during the pandemic and I did start some meditation during the pandemic. So that was um, when I wasn't able to be with my friends as usual, when I wasn't able to go to school as usual, I found other ways to keep myself sane in the Mm -hmm. pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I love that so much of your answer ties to who you actually are. So I love, Mm -hmm. again, the values concept is really important because it's easy enough to know what you like to do But when you have a sense of what you value, the choices of your activities can actually be so much more meaningful and fulfilling and and reinforcing and kind of the effect lasts a lot longer. So I appreciate that you were even able to kind of walk through each of your values and how it gave you a chance, how you found ways to nurture that. And what I really thought was interesting is that your belonging answer Mm -hmm. spoke to where future Lila belongs. So as much as you spoke to grade 11, I'm online, I don't know what I'm doing, but you seem to have that inner, again, your inner peace, potentially your introspection, but I'm going to make choices now Mm -hmm. because I, present Lila, belong to future Lila. So that was fun. I have never felt more belonged in a community than I do at PYC, at Power Yoga Canada. And I joined PYC because I was looking for community. 
the pandemic was still going on. When I joined, it was like about 2021, late 2021. And we were just going into another lockdown. And I had tried, I was looking for like some sort of exercise that I actually enjoyed while also finding, trying to just meet new people outside Mm -hmm. of my school because my school was a very small bubble. So I was just trying to meet people, other people. And um, I joined PYC and little did I know over just over a year later, look where we are now. And I could not be more grateful. So yeah, when I couldn't, when I wasn't feeling a sense of belonging in the pandemic, I tried to take matters into my own hand Mm -hmm. as much as I could. Mm -hmm. And joining PYC has been the best decision of my life. Phenomenal. And just for listeners, there's this enormous smile on Lila's face, which you probably (laughs) can't see, but you can hear her in her words. And I like that you again spoke to when things are not available that you need to be available, there is a way you can take things into your own hands because we are consistently and constantly surrounded by things we can't control. But for you to speak to that piece of, there is something I can do Mm -hmm. and here's what I'm going to do. So I love this, this answer because it really just comes down to, we don't always get to choose where we end up in terms of challenges, but when we know what it is that we're seeking, we know what it is that we need, we know how we operate, there's a choice to mm-hmm. be made in our favor. So good. Love oh my it. goodness. All right. So now you've done so much again, as you've chosen so many opportunities to support your direct peer group. Mm-hmm. I would love to take it a little broader to high school students in general. So based on your adventures with knowing your grit, what would you like to share with other high school students who are navigating their own obstacles every day, but haven't figured out how they do hard things? Yeah. Again, I'm going to go back to trust. The big thing is trust. Believe, like trust in yourself. Believe in yourself and trust that everything will unfold exactly as it's meant to. Take it one step at a time has really helped me. You know, moving to Australia, doing, making, creating workshops, creating clubs. It didn't happen overnight. And applying to university was a big daunting thing that I thought was like, so daunting. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to even think about what universities I'm going to apply to? How, like, how will I ever get in? But try to take it just one step at a time. Open your OUAC, (laughs) look at the list of universities Mm -hmm. and just take it one step at a time. For high school students that are looking to maybe create their own club, maybe create their own workshop, I'd say just Take up space in your community, like make your voice heard, tell people about your ideas, Uh, share your ideas. I think maybe there's like a bit of a culture about like just keeping things quiet and like um, work in silence and Mm. don't, don't uh, just work in silence and then like let your results show. And that's great to a certain extent, but I don't hundred percent agree with that. I think that you should the more, the merrier. I think you should rally people. I think that you should share your ideas because your ideas are worth being heard. Mm -hmm. So if you're a high school student and you're looking to open a club, go for it. Trust that everything will happen exactly the way it's meant to because you have this drive, you have this idea. So it's, it's worth being heard and it's worth being listened to and it's worth being executed. So trust yourself. Take things one step at a time and don't forget to take some moments to turn your sentences inward and see how you're feeling 
and commend yourself. I mean, high school is this crazy four-year experience of your life and you're going to go through highs and lows and you're going to be sad at times and feel lonely, but you're also going to have that beautiful sense of community and turn your senses inward and see how you're feeling. Check in on yourself. Beautiful, beautiful sets of insight. A beautiful set of insights that I love came from your direct experience as a high school student. Two things I want to draw from your mm. answer, your offering is that first of all, building that idea of showing up in the community. It doesn't, there's sometimes the messaging where don't share your idea until it's fully formed yeah. and you know how things are going to roll out. And I love this element of touching on, I don't know how it's going exactly. to roll out, but my idea to your point is worth being heard. So mm -hmm. as a high school student with an idea for an initiative that may never have been done before, it's not that you have to have the club exactly. figured out. It's not that you need to have the meeting schedule mm -hmm. and the teacher sponsor, the staff sponsor. There's just this concept of it doesn't have to be fully formed in order to be offered into the world. There mm -hmm. are people who can help you grow that idea. And then something else you said, which I love, is that trusting that things are going to work out the way they're supposed to doesn't mean they're going to be exactly what exactly. you expected or that they're going to be easy. It might be that that particular no was really a not yet. And because yeah. of that no, you another had to align with opens. another resource. So really kind of filling out your opportunity to enlighten other high school students is you don't have to have the idea fully formed. It's still worth hearing if it's like the yeah. first three steps. Maybe there are 25 steps and you can't even imagine mm -hmm. the other 22. Start with your three. And then as well, that whole sense of it's totally. going to work out the way it's supposed to, not necessarily the way you had yeah. planned. Exactly. Awesome. Lila, thank you so much for spending time here on Grow My Grit Podcast. I appreciate, again, all the expertise you've acquired just by following your heart, following mm. your passion, being a leader. And just, I'm so excited for your trip next Saturday. Thank we you will so miss much. you terribly. And also, we are just so excited to hear what's next. Thank you so much for having me. You're this has welcome. been such a fun hour. Amazing. I love speaking with you. Yes, so good. For those listening, make time to know your grit. As you've heard, it's a really great resource. Check out growmygrit.com for more information or follow me at growmygrit. Woo! Have an amazing day. Thank you so much. <laughs> Grow My Grit podcast, hosted by Hayes Shepmeyer, is a production of Gritty Guru Company. Technical production by Niall Fines. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. For more information about my book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. Follow me at Grow My Grit and share this podcast on social media. Leave a review Take a screenshot of the homepage and send it to friends or family members who will benefit from more grit.